Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio. Got my co-host, H2O. Shout out to Cat James for this uh, wonderful bottle right here. You know what I'm saying? Got the levels to it. Got the good morning. Got to hydrate yourself. Got to remember your goal. Got to keep chugging. Got to feeling awesome. Got to don't give up. Got to almost finish. Got the you did it. Make sure y'all are drinking enough water, man. Daily. It should be a daily operation for everybody, man. And it says Tony's co-host on there, man. Look at that. Tony's co-host, man. Get in on it. Uh, I love water. Water's very special to me. Should be very special to you. If it's not, man, you tripping. You got your priorities all, you know, fumbled up. Mm. Mm-hmm. One thing about this bottle, though, it makes a lot of noise when I drink it. It'd be that little extra little boop, 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 boop. I don't really like that, but I love water and what it provides. It's here for you, man. It's helping you bathe. It's cleansing you out. You know what I'm saying? When you're struggling. Get some water. Get some water in there. Get some water in here. Remember in those uh, post-apocalyptic movies, Water is Life. Water and gas, depending on what you're watching. But always remember that water is everything, man. Everything. Imagine showering with no water. What you doing? Just a dry rub? Filthy? You can't get the booty cheeks clean? How you cleaning the cheeks if it's not wet? Yeah, think about that, man. Think about that. Water is life. Respect it, hold it, cherish it, caress it. You know what I'm saying? Hold it tight. Make love to it. Get water pregnant, goddammit. Get water pregnant, man. Create more life with the water. That's all I'm saying, man. Sand bath is going to be gross. It's going to be rough. It's going to be coarse. Your skin going to be tore up. Imagine showering with sand. You're done. You're scratched up. You're going to be exfoliated, all right. You're going to be raw. Out here. Anyway, that's my little spiel on water. We are back. Verbal cardio. Got my producer extraordinaire over here, Sabrina. You're. Got a mirror on the ones and twos. We are back in here, man. Um, I want to say that I wanted to check in on this. I mean, you can check in on it. What? Did they did they do the rocket test on the asteroid yet? Oh, they said that they was days away. Last oh, it's still days away? Well, okay. Well, that's the last time I checked. Let me check now. Let's see. Rocket test on an asteroid. So it hits the target. So NASA's DART spacecraft hits target asteroid in first planetary defense test. So, uh, so it slammed into a distant asteroid at hypersonic speed on Monday in the world's first test of a planetary defense system divide, designed to prevent a potential doomsday meteorite collision with Earth. Um, they had a live stream for it and everything. No bigger than, uh, no bigger than the vehicle. No bigger than a vending machine with two rectangular solar arrays streaked into the asteroid Dimorphos. About the size of a football stadium. So the, the asteroid was the size of a football stadium, some 6.8 million miles from Earth. The $330 million mission 
Some seven years in development was devised to determine if a spacecraft is capable of changing the trajectory of an asteroid through sheer kinetic force, nudging it off course just enough to keep Earth out of harm's way. Um, whether the experiment succeeded beyond accomplishing its intended impact will not be known until further ground-based telescope observations of the asteroid next month. So, but NASA officials hailed the immediate outcome of Monday's test, saying the spacecraft achieved its purpose. So now we wait. Now we wait to see if indeed, if in fact, we could defend ourselves from an asteroid that could just smack us in the lips globally. Um, yeah, man, I'm interested. I'm curious. I want to know. Um, I'm logging off of this live on my Instagram. So if you want to get in on this, you need to join my Patreon, man. We out. Um, but yeah, I'm curious. Somebody send me money. Thank you. Uh, uh, eight. I'm not sure who sent that, but thank you. Um, hell yeah. I'm curious. I want to know. Cause you know, asteroids is out there. They out there in the universe. They out there within our solar system. They out there waiting to take our asses out. One false move, they going to shoot something towards us and we just going to take it. It's scary, man, because they out there in that asteroid belt just roaming around looking for shit to get into. Big, robust asteroids. And it don't, and it don't take a lot to wipe us out. Case in point. All right. I'm going to look up the asteroid that took out the dinosaurs. Oh. I'm going to cue it up and tell you how big that was and what it did. All right. How big was the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs? The asteroid that took out the dinosaurs that hit offshore near the communities of Chexalub, Puerto Chexalub, Pueblo. I don't know how you say it. It's spelled, this is is how this is spelled. C-H-I-C-X-U-L-U-B. C-H-I-C-X. U-L-U-B. U-L-U-B. Chicxulub. It's a neck Anyway, it's in the Yucatan Peninsula. It was 10 kilometers. That's how big the asteroid was. So a 10-kilometer joint hits the planet, wipes out, I believe it's 90% of life on Earth in that for 10, 10 miles took us out. Damn near. Damn near destroyed everything. 10 miles. 10 kilometers. 10 kilometers, my bad. Not miles. 10 kilometers almost wiped us clean. That's it. 10 little raggedy ass miles. How many miles? On Earth. How many square miles? Earth is, I guess the distance across Earth is 7,900 miles. Um, this just goes to show, and it's bigger asteroids out there than the 10 miles. So it's just like they are out there in the asteroid belt and they could come our way at any given time. And so we got to know 
is there anything we can do? Because when you're that big traveling that fast and you send a little rocket on it, you know, chances are it might not even stop the momentum. But who knows? We about to find out. We about to find out. And I want to know. I got to know. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed, man. Because that's scary. You're minding your own business. You're running errands. You're going to the cleaners. You're doing regular stuff. You, you're stopping to get a salad. And then you be like, yo, we about to get hit with an asteroid, y'all. We can't do nothing about it. It's coming in in 15 minutes. <laughs> it's coming in 15 minutes. Because NASA, NASA can easily be like, we're not telling the public. They can easily be like, we're not going to tell the public. We don't want to cause a public panic. There's nothing we can do. I feel like NASA wouldn't even let us know. That's just me. That's just me. I feel like NASA would just sit on it and be like, well, this is it. They're going to have little safeguards in place. They're probably going to tell world leaders. They're going to go and hide under bunkers and shit like that. The rest of us, we're just going to be sitting here. Yeah, I saw Don't Look Up on Netflix. We're just going to be sitting here. Because if you tell the public, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be mayhem. It's going to be, you know, people going to be getting right spiritually, but it's going to be people out here cutting up because they're going to be like, what's the point? What, what's the point? What you going to do? We about to get hit in the face. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be absolute chaos. Now, and, and for that reason, like them hiding alien life from us, I can't support that. But hiding the fact that we're going to get wiped out guaranteed i might not want to know i don't think i would want to know we about to get wiped out i think i'm cool on that you know just catch me by surprise i'll be like oh shit man why the sun so wait why is it two suns because when it's when it's coming in at that size when it hits earth's atmosphere it's gonna be bright as hell depending on where it is and you're gonna be like what the fuck was boom and it's gonna hit depending on where it hits I would prefer to be right where it hits just so I can have a quick incineration. I would prefer that over the long-term effects of death, you know, as a result of that collision. Because it's going to hit, it's going to do devastating effects to wherever it hit by. You're going to deal with all that. And then the other shit is going to be coming for us slowly but surely, fast. Stuff you, You're going to be catching fire. It's going to be in the clouds and the dirt and the gases. And the, it's just going to be like, God damn, man. No more vegetation. No more crops. No more food. The sea is all fucked up. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna, it's gonna, it might even kickstart the volcanoes. They're going to get riled up. And then, you know the volcanoes get riled up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And they're just going to be spewing and spitting. It's going to be the worst. I'm going to just be like, yo, man, let me be at that ground zero. There was a, um, they say an asteroid exploded over this uh, remote part of uh, Russia years ago. This is like the 30s, 20s, maybe the early teens. And it exploded over a remote area in Russia, leveled trees for like hundreds of miles around it. Luckily, that shit exploded over the ground. Because if that were to hit, if that were to make impact with the ground, the effects of that would have been way more devastating than what happened. Because the fact that it just exploded over the top, it was just, you know, a huge devastation for the trees. And the trees got tore up. 
In the tree community, this is a big event. The trees be talking. They be like, yo, man, remember in 19... Let me see. Let me see when this happened. It's called the uh, Tunguska asteroid. So, and that was between 328 and 656 feet. It was coming in at roughly 45,000 miles per hour. The meteor that blasted millions of trees in Siberia only grazed um, grazes and whatnot. Now, if that were to hit, and this one only grazed Earth, man, we probably would have been gone. We probably wouldn't even be here to even do these podcasts had it made an actual impact on the ground itself. You know what I'm saying? And this happened in 1908. 1908. So crazy. In the middle of the night. It flattened more than 80 million trees in seconds over an area spanning nearly 800 square miles, but left no crater. A meteor that exploded before hitting the ground was thought by many to be the culprit. However, a comet or asteroid would likely have left behind rocky fragments after blowing up and no smoking gun remnants of a cosmic visitor has been found. And so, um, yeah, man. Now, had that hit, had it been like a few miles to the left or the right or the north or the south, it could have hit a major city. It could have did something like that. The fact that it just exploded over that was a huge blessing. So just be thankful we're here, man. Because at any moment, the universe can be like, I'm sick of y'all faces. Y'all don't appreciate shit. We're taking you up out of here, man. We're going to hit you in the mouth. So be grateful, man. At any point in time in this life, we can get hit with an asteroid. We can get hit with volcanic eruptions, a tsunami, whatever. Yellowstone could just go the fuck off and just do anything. So be grateful to nature. Be humble. And just know we hella expendable out here within the universe. I know we feel like we're the most important things to ever exist in life. And then, you know, the universe is here because of us. But that's not how it works. Be humble. Be grateful, man. We out here. But let's get to the paranormal, man. Let's get to the paranormal stories that my patron saints have shared with us. So we got two of these. He's only, was it three? I mean, we got. Yeah, there's some long ones. If I need to add, I can always add. Okay. So we got a story from Sasha Tyler. Sasha Tyler writes, hey, Tony and Sabrina. Back in 2006, I moved into an apartment with my husband. During this time, he would work the graveyard shift. That's already creepy right there. You had to say the graveyard shift, but I see what you're doing here. So as I was alone with also being pregnant with my daughter, every night I would dream of a little girl wearing a white gown with blonde hair running through the woods. She would come towards me. But once she was in front of me, I could never see her face. She would try to speak, but then I would wake up. When I woke up in the room, it was pitch black, but I always felt something was hovering over me. I didn't stop dreaming about this girl until I got my house blessed. Fast forward, when my daughter was about two years old, she would say she had a friend named Sally. I asked her, what did Sally look like? She said she had long blonde hair and a white gown. My daughter didn't stop seeing Sally until she was five years old. Yep, that's my story. 
Sasha, a.k.a. Styler, 1983. Yo, that's creepy as hell. Now, here's my question. You never saw her again after you got the house blessed, but then the daughter, your daughter saw her. So I'm wondering, I wonder if Sally knew, like, all right, she got the house blessed. I don't think she really want to see me like that, so I'm going to just play it. I'm going to just tuck in as a ghost. Because, you know, ghosts probably know, oh, you don't... You don't want me around? My bad, my bad. I ain't want no trouble. I thought I was just trying to connect. And so since she know, you sent in other people coming in. You know when ghosts see people coming in, like when they see the pastors and all them coming in, they be like, oh, that's for me. Let me chill. Let me just uh, sit back. I'm probably creeping them out. But she made connection with the daughter. And, you know, they say kids are a lot more open to everything. Cause they're kids. They just like, they just out here existing. So she was probably like, Hey, and you know, they probably both kids. They really connected as kids. They talking about kids shit. And maybe that little girl didn't connect with you. Cause you was a grown woman. You had bills and shit. You know, this girl was blonde, you know, nightgown. She ain't got no job. That little girl ain't had no job. So what, what can y'all really talk about as, as you know, as, as two individuals, you know, you got the bills, you got your husband, you worried about, you know, he working the graveyard shift. She saw you with stress, you know what I'm saying? Then waking up in the middle of the night, feeling her around, but not really feeling comfortable. She's like, you know what? Let me just, let me just hang back. So then when you get the house blessed, that's just like, oh man, I, I get it. You don't want me around. Okay. But then she, you know, it's lonely being a ghost. And we got a whole family here. I want to connect. Because when you're a ghost, you can't, I don't know if you can really leave the property. So it's just like, man, we got a, we got a little girl here running around. Man, I feel like I can connect, man. I got the nightgown on and shit. You know, so the ghost was probably like, you know what? Let me connect with the little girl. We could be friends on the side. Um, But I take it, Styler. Styler, are you in the chat at mm -hmm. all? Yeah, she's been talking. Styler, so um, after you got the house blessed, but then when your daughter told you that, yo, I got a friend named Sally, did you get the house re-blessed again? Or, or were you just like, all right, just just y'all just have fun. If she if she creeps you out or she turns around with a skeleton face, let me know. We're gonna re-bless. <laughs> okay, so you didn't re-up. And uh does your daughter remember this today? Is your does your daughter still remember this girl? Or you just let it go? Okay. So, does your daughter remember now? And also, oh, she don't remember. Also, what did your husband say about all this? What was his take on it? And did he did he also experience the girl too? What is the process for getting your house blessed? Do you have to pay for that? Right. <laughs> Pastor, if you could just come throw some holy water on it, say some say some Latin stuff, man, throw Jesus in there, man. Just how much? <laughs> right. How much is how much something around? You know what I'm saying? Come on. Mm -hmm. And they come in, they show up with their little trinkets. He didn't experience this, okay. But I assume you told him, right, Styling? Did you tell him about the little girl you saw? Or did you just did you just tuck that in? And also, when you told him, was he receptive? My dad blessed the house. He's a minister. Okay, so that was on the house. Oh, yeah, so you told your dad, like, look, man, this is little girl. She's showing up in my dreams. I feel it when I wake up. 
you know, hubby on the graveyard shift. I'm, I, I can't be putting up with this. I got the bun in the oven. I can't wake up stressed. I can't be scared of my own house. Daddy, can you come bless this damn house? He was like, oh, baby girl, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, I'm coming through. You know, dads be pulling up for their daughters, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I want to know, I told him and he knows I see and feel things. Does your husband ever try to downplay or does he try to dismiss any any of the things you experience? Or is he like open to it based because of you? He believed you. Okay. It's a good husband right there, man. Sabrina woke me up last night. She heard she heard a noise. Yeah, I heard something in the she house. She was like, yo, I heard uh It sounded like it sounded like like somebody like messing with metals and like almost like uh like plates and and forks and knives and yeah. but it's, it was loud and it sounded like it was right outside the room uh-huh. and at first I was like oh let me go check it and I was yeah. like hell nah <laughs> did you so, wake me up or did I wake myself up you well you needed to wake up anyways uh-huh. cause you were mid floss yeah you still had floss in your in your teeth anyways uh-huh. so I was like in my head before that happened I was like man he need to wake up and take that out and then and then it happened, and then I like nudged you. Okay, like, so you Yo. woke me up. Yeah, Sabrina like, be having the longest answers of all time. Well, it's because you were kind of like you weren't fully <laughs> asleep yet either. Yeah. So it was like it was a, a light nudge, and you were like, "Huh? Yeah. Hmm. Huh? And then, uh, so she told me that, and I was like, "Oh, for real?" And I thought I was dreaming for a second. And I was like, "Oh, this is all right. Well, let me see what's going on." So then, so I grabbed the pistol, grabbed the pistol. And uh, when I went to the door, I was just like, yo, did you close this door all the way? And she was like, I forget what she said. I said, yeah. No, you didn't say yeah. You never you never no, no, answered no. me I straight said, up. I said, yeah. And then you said, this door? I was like, oh, no, no. You said you did? I was like, this door, right? Because I was confused as to why you said you did. I was like. Because the reason why is because the door wasn't closed all the way. When I when I walked out of the oh, bedroom, you didn't it tell wasn't me closed that. all the way. You didn't tell me that. That's I, why I asked. So I was like, yo, did you close this door all the way? And you was like. I said, yeah. And then you said you did. I was like, this door? You're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I was, like, I was the bedroom mad door. Did you close it all the way? And then you was like, yeah. And I was like, well. You didn't tell me that it was cracked. It wasn't It wasn't closed all the way. Oh, that's creepy. So I definitely closed it behind me. So I was. So I just looked around the house with the pills. And uh, yeah, so that was last night. That was uh, that was fresh. Yeah, there's always noises in that house. Always something going on. Yeah. Man, remember that one time me and Tabitha ran outside? Cause... Oh my god! So let me tell y'all this story. <laughs> I don't think I shared this with y'all. Nah. So uh, Sabrina's friend was in town, staying with us, and we're getting back from where were we? Where were we at? I don't remember where we were coming from. We, were we coming was coming from back either. from somewhere as a unit. Yeah. So we get back to the house, uh, park the car. Normally, when I park the car in the in the garage, um, I had you have to get out first because it's it's a tight squeeze in the garage, so it's just easier if you get out in the driveway. So Sabrina and Tabitha get out in the driveway, and I finish back in the car into the garage, right? And so. 
the girls, the girls go in the house. I'm still getting the rest of the stuff out the car. They come hustling uh, from the front door area. They come hustling around the corner. I'm just like, what they, what's going on here? He's like, yo, we heard somebody in the house. What? We heard noise in the house. I was just like, oh shit. They were upstairs. Upstairs. They was just like upstairs. You know, they were they was they was like <laughs> something going. Because the way they came out was mad funny. So I'm just like, and usually when stuff happens like that, it's scary. I'm calm. Mm-hmm. Probably probably to the point where I'm annoying, like I don't care, but I stay calm for a reason because I don't want to freak out. So I was just like, all right, okay. So and I was like, where'd you hear the noise? It's just like Sound like it was it was it was right above us. So I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to process which way to go in the house. I'm just like, all right, where was the noise at? Because I don't want to walk butt first into the killer or whoever's in there. So we go in the house, we in there, and so we walk in quietly, and they just like it sounded like it was just right above. So when you walk in the when you walk in the front door, there's like a little uh front area to the house, and then there's a hallway. Right at the hallway, there's like a, a patio door entrance. You can go out into the side of the house. So, and she points up to where it's just upstairs. So, where she was pointing, that could have been in the hallway. It could have been in Sincere's room, wherever. That's where the noise. She was like, "It's up there." So, all right. So, I'm just thinking of like, "Yo, I need a weapon." You know, we going in there. I got bags. I got sneakers in my hand. I'm just like, we need, we need weapons. So I'm looking around for something to take up there with me. I don't know what I grabbed. I feel like we all grabbed the knife. I know what y'all grabbed, <laughs> but what did I grab? I, I didn't grab no knife. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember what I grabbed. So okay. they grabbed some butcher knives out of the out of the kitchen. Uh, so they both had. <laughs> They both had these big ass knives. So we all upstairs, we looking around. I'm trying to get to the pistol. <laughs> so we go on in there, we looking around, we're trying to be in stealth mode, but at the same time, get to the pistol quick. So we so we go in the in the bedroom first. I get the pistol. So now we got the pistol, we got the knives. So we roaming around and then we just going around the house looking in looking in spots, trying to find, you know, where this noise came from that they heard that made them run out the house. So I look in the whole house and there's nothing. I'm checking closets. I'm doing all that. There's nothing. So I'm just like, we heard the noise, man. We heard the noise. It was so clear. It was clear. It was clear as day. Clear as day. And it's two people now. It ain't just one person saying, I heard the noise. Yeah. It's two people hustling out. New Yorkers at that. Mm-hmm. So... I was just like, where'd you hear the noise? And so I was just thinking, I was like, all right, go go to where y'all were. I want to test something out. And so I went back in the garage and I started closing the car door. And they were like, that was the noise. <laughs> but it's so weird because it echoes up. Yeah. So it sounds like it's coming from above us. Mm. And I was just like, no, motherfucker. Yeah. Because I was like, I was like, what the noise sound like when they say they heard the noise? Because I was making sure it wasn't the cats jumping off the the cat tree. Because, you know, they heavy. So when they drop down, they'd be like, boof. They was like, nah, they, they was down. They, they was right here. You know what I'm saying? So I think it, they were locked up that night. They were locked up. They were locked up. Because that, so that's what I asked. Down. I was like, were the cats out? And they were locked up. I was like, oh, shit. 
<laughs> oh, shit. Because once she said the cast was locked up, I was like, well, it wasn't them. Uh-uh. So it turned out it was me closing the, the car door in the garage, and they heard it. They thought they heard it upstairs. Debunked. And debunked. We love a good debunk. So basically, Sabrina is ruining my life with these noises she's hearing. What? Because I'm always getting the pistol. <laughs> I be hearing them when you're not home. I be with the pistol. I sleep the with the pistol. pistol. And I be I be hearing noises too in the house. I just be like, either I think it's just the cat. Like even when I'm downstairs playing video games, I hear, I'm always like <laughs> looking around. If It be feeling like somebody in there with you, right? It feels like somebody's in there. I be, I be feeling like I be seeing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, making sure I don't see nobody come, to, come down the steps or come up the hallway. And then the cats be in there. <laughs> Making noise in the litter right. box. Oh yeah, that noise. So it's just all. I'm always on the lookout for something. Yeah. Plus, I got headphones on, so I feel vulnerable. Yo, what was mad crazy the other day? I was playing Call of Duty, and I f- I thought you were in the room with me. Uh-huh. Like it felt like heavy. Like yo, somebody's standing behind me. Yeah. And when I look behind me, there's nobody in there. Mm. And then the door was locked. The door was like closed, not locked, but it was closed. So I was like, all right. So I keep playing. Da da da. And all of a sudden, midnight is next to me. Oh. The door was cracked. I'm like. So you felt midnight in there? No, no. The door was closed when I felt somebody in there. Uh Uh-huh. I know for a fact. Uh Uh-huh. I keep playing, and then midnight ends up next to me, and I look at the door again, and now it's cracked open. I would have noticed if it was cracked open the first time when I looked. So I was like. How you open the door? He can't open that door. He don't got no thumbs. <laughs> and so it's what not you're saying the, is it, it, somebody opened the door. And I was like, I was, I, I just, I just chalked it up to being you. But you usually close the door behind you. But mm-hmm. I was like, man. And in my head, I was like, man, close the door behind you. <laughs> if you gonna come in and out these rooms, close the door behind you, just so this idiot don't come in here scaring mm-hmm. me. Because Midnight tried to jump on the window. That's how I knew he was in, in there. Yeah. Because at first he was trying to keep it low key. You know, mm-hmm. Midnight, he'd be like, yeah, I'm in here. You're never going to know. And then he tried to jump on the window and he he's not graceful at all. So I was just like, how'd you get in here? So the ghost let him in. The ghost let him in. Rude. You know Midnight not supposed to be in there. I know you know. Listen, ghost, I know you know. Midnight's not supposed to be in most of those rooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't be letting him in. If it was Dapper, that's fine. Dapper don't do nothing. You think the ghost listens to this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> ghost in here right now on the couch. Oh, yeah. I'm going to yeah. do something tonight. And he's like, yeah, talk about me some more. Man. <laughs> what if they like, the, they like the attention? Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Ghost is all about attention. Yeah. I'm coming back as a ghost. I'll be thinking about that if I want to come back or not. I don't know yet. I figure why not. I'd be like, hey man, what you doing? Because I, you know, I, I feel like it'd be fun. I might come in and just check on people every now and then. No, that's a ghost. Dip out if they smash and like, oh, sorry guys. It depends on who it is. I'm gonna be like, oh yeah. Okay. I feel like I'd help. I'll help the shorty out. Like, nah, just fix your stroke. <laughs> fix your stroke on the whisper. <laughs> yeah, on the whisper. And be like, what the? Go slow. Yeah. <laughs> then she's like, "Wow, you you got better at this. What happened?" I don't know what came over me. <laughs> Looking around, I don't know what came over. 
Something told me to fix my stroke. We got a story from uh, Quentin McNair, a.k.a. Struggle Beard Bakery. This better not be made up. Struggle Beard. <laughs> it sucks that we don't trust him. Yeah, because, you know, he always joking around, man. Look out. So in 2000, my daughter passed away. First of all, that's how it started. I am so sorry, man. I did not. I wasn't ready for that. I'm sorry, man. Uh, so in 2000, my daughter passed away after five months of being here. She was preemie and her lungs never fully developed. Soon after, I got a uh, a ghetto-ass barracks tattoo of an angel holding a baby with her name. I don't know if it's associated, but I started to feel her presence all the time. It would follow me from house to house, and I always felt protected and watched. She would turn off the TV, turn on lights, open doors, the whole ghost nine yards. Other people would see it too. So one time I was at work and uh, my living girlfriend and daughter were home. She had just finished vacuuming the carpet and her and my daughter were on the couch watching TV. My daughter says she felt something uh, watching them and she turned around and looked and there were two footprints in the perfectly vacuumed carpet where no one had walked. I got the tack covered up a couple years ago and I haven't felt her since. On a side note, I'm trying to send y'all these vegan cookies. Can y'all P.O. box? Man, look out. I don't want those cookies. We don't have a P.O. box. I want the cookies. Matter of fact, I got to see... They might have closed my P.O. box. I, I need a P.O. Sure box. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, yes. Never knew. Um, struggle, you in here? Oh, I see you. Um, you covered up the tattoo. Yeah, I want to know That's why. That's interesting. Why'd you cover it up? Because I feel like I would have wanted that, that feeling um, with me. Mm-hmm. Me personally, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wish I could feel serene, you know, all the time. I probably do and not even realize it because I always wear this every everywhere I go. Even when I film stuff, I don't even take it off uh, because I plan on getting it done better on my neck. Oh, on your back. Oh, okay. I don't know, man. I feel like you might have messed up the energy. Ooh. Because... Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully she comes back when you do get it on your back. But I feel like since you haven't felt her, since you got it covered up, I'm like, I hope you didn't mess up the the energy. You know what I mean? You should have just left it as is. That way you can feel, that way you can feel her, you know, all the time. And it's funny, like, losing a baby that young, it's funny that you can still feel their energy and their presence, even though they were just babies. You know, you didn't, you didn't get a chance to establish any real, like, you know, conversations and, like, uh, you know, stuff like that where, you know, when we lose people that have been in our lives for years and we've had time to, you know, um, really talk to them and get to know their ways and stuff like that. Y'all was just getting started. And... Uh, Man, I hope she comes back on the on the on the next tattoo. Thought she's a tattoo connoisseur now. It's like I like this original tattoo because it really spoke to me as a baby. You know what I'm saying? But now you, you got too fancy. 
You know, I wasn't really comfortable with that, Dad. But that's crazy that they saw the footprint in the carpet. That's crazy. Yeah. And it followed you. She followed you, my bad. She followed you, which I think is dope. That they can, you know, that, that they're coming with us. So hopefully, yeah. na- let me know when you get the when you get the tattoo redone, and let me know if you feel her again. Because yeah, I want you to get the feeling back. Do you want the feeling back? Oh yeah, that's a that's the question, really. Because I'm putting it on you. I'm, I'm speaking for my POV. Do you want the feeling back? One of your ghosts is from 1920. <laughs> You're at peace now? Okay. Okay. I feel that. I feel that. Thanks for sharing that story, Struggle Beard. Quentin, I should say. Quentin. Quentin. That's a good name. I always like that name. Quentin. Anything with a Q, X, I'm all in. Um, Jonathan Smith has a story for us. Hey, fam. You know what I'm saying? I was a resident advisor, an RA, in an old building at a college in St. Louis. I was the RA on the basement floor, first of all. We're in the basement now, shouting. About to get creepy. The day I moved in the building, it was only my boss and I in the building. It was around midnight, and I was watching TV in my room when I heard running through the halls on the floor above me. I thought my boss was just running around. Next morning, I saw my boss and asked him why he was running through the halls late at night. And he told me he wasn't in the building the previous night. Second event, I was putting up my floor decorations for my residents before they arrived. I was putting together my display board in the hallway listening to music when I see a small girl out the corner of my eye at the end of the hall in front of the elevator. She was wearing a white gown. Is this the same girl from the other story? A white gown with pale skin and pitch black hair. Oh, her hair is pitch black. Never mind. She was staring at me, and then she turned towards the stairwell and walked through the door. I packed up my art supplies and went into my room and locked the door for the night. Not mad at all. I just picture you scrambling, packing up the art equipment. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm grabbing, the, you know, grabbing the paint brushes and, and the equipment and the you know, spray paint can, whatever the hell you're using. I just picture you just packing it all up, noise, fumbling going on, getting the hell up out of there, shouting. Third event, third event. I was watching TV in the lounge of my floor when I heard a blood-curdling scream come from the stairwell next to me. I ran up the stairs as I was the RA on duty for the evening to see what happened. There was no one in the stairwell or on any of the floors. I went to the front desk to see if the worker heard the scream. They didn't. That all happened in one year. The second year, I was an RA in the building. I was on the first floor this time, and I was watching TV in the room when one of the other RAs knocked on my door. I opened the door, and she was crying hysterically. We went to the lounge on the first floor and I asked her what was wrong. She said she was doing her walking rounds on the basement level and walked past the basement lounge, my previous floor, and saw a pale woman in pale skin, pitch black hair, and black eyes staring at her from the dark lounge. She panicked and ran to my floor to find me. I told her my experience from the previous year so she didn't feel like she was going crazy. Did some research. 
did some research into the building and found out it was an orphanage children's hospital in the early 1900s. Then it became an insane asylum in the 1940s, finally becoming a resident for Jesuit priests. And the last iteration of the building was a dorm that I was the RA in. Regards, Jonathan Smith. P.S. This is real, and I have other stories exploring haunted areas on my campus. Send those stories, Jonathan. God damn. It's all it's it's always it's always a, an orphanage or or mental hospital, asylum or hospital. It's always something like that when you get some some creepy random people running around and just like come to find out this used to be a hospital where they was killing the patients. Or this used to be an asylum where they was doing all kind of crazy experiments. That's when you that's when you find out, oh, that's why this activity is going on. That's why I'm hearing screams. That's why, you know, cats is in here looking wild. That's crazy, man. The basement, first of all, the basement can be the scariest thing of all time, or it could be absolute bliss. It could be a cave beyond the caves of the cavey cavesons. I love a good cave basement, but I'm also very wary of a basement because it, it can be creepy. And I always ask people all the time, what's creepier, a basement or an attic? Attic. Attic. Um, and I always say the basement. What's creepier to use? I mean? Basement because escape in a basement is gotta, it's harder than an attic. Because attics usually have windows, so I'd rather jump out and oh, go on the roof. Yeah, on the roof. And then figure it out from there. I'd rather do that and be outside like, yeah, yo, somebody. At least you are outside. That's yeah, true. Yeah, but in a basement, the whole they're like, that's it. You done. You good. Because you... <laughs> I could feel trapped more on the roof, though. Are you kidding me? You feel more trapped outside than like. Because what if, what if something's chasing you on that roof? You going to jump off the roof? I'm going to take my chance because it's either like they they're going to kill me either way. So I'm going to see what I can do. And then maybe if I jump, a neighbor will be like, hey, what's going on over there? And then the killer will be like. Because the only thing about the attic, it's too hard to come out of if you don't take the window route. Like if you see something up there that's blocking the window, you got to climb down that ladder again, which Mm -hmm. could be awkward. (laughs) And then whatever's coming after you. I feel like a basement, some basements have two ways out. You can go back upstairs or you can go out the door that's in the basement. Both locked. Doors aren't an option. So you just down there with the... That's what I'm saying. The only other door leads to a long-ass dark hallway that you know nothing about. It's like, why is this long-ass dark hallway in the basement? And then another set of stairs going down. So now you're going deeper underground. I'd rather go up. And I feel like, too, like let's say you go in the attic, right? Mm. You pull the thing down, you climb the ladder, you go in the attic. Boom. You up there, you see something runs towards you oh. from the attic. And you just you just stumble down the ladder, whatever. You're getting the hell out of there, but they're coming down. They're chasing you now. Now you got to run through the whole house Yeah, at least I have the whole house. But the basement, let's say you open the basement door, 
You see some at the bottom of the steps. You can get a good door slam. Well, yeah. But and lock. You got to buy you some time. And then you already at ground level to get out of the house quicker. But what are the odds of them? They're, they're going to be smarter than that. They're going to wait for you to come down the stairs. Maybe. Or they're maybe you caught the, them. They're going to pull a little string that locks the door behind you. What? Yeah, this is me as a monster in the basement. I am the monster in the basement. Yeah. You've been watching Barbarian too much. Uh, Barbarian's a great movie. I want everyone to go watch it anyways. Like, I, I'm, I'd i rather be where windows are. I like windows. And those windows little, in the those basement. Those little baby... Mm-mm. You saw a black phone. That did nothing for that child. There's windows down there. It was windows. But usually the basement windows are trash. That's but it was a good basement window in Barbarian. But she got out of it. Well, you know. <laughs> she, I, she barely did anything. Um, nah, I'm going with because I, you know what, I associate attics with bedrooms and like cool bedrooms. Every every bedroom that I've seen in the attic is so dope to me. Yeah, and I'm like, this is nice. This is a vibe. So it's like that's how I feel about basements. I, basement. I've lived in basement apartments. I've lived in a bunch of basement apartments in my yeah. life. So like. Basements can feel like home, but if it's like an empty, creepy basement over an empty, creepy attic, yeah, I'd rather be in the attic. Mm. But if it's a refurbished both, I don't know. <laughs> it's different. Hard hitting questions, man. Attics and basements. Attics and basements. I love basements, though. I got crushes on them. Damn, I believe in haunted place, but... When I watch shows about touring haunted places, I never believe them. They'd be too extra most of the time. I love Ghost Brothers, though. They're funny. We need to get one of the Ghost Brothers on here. We can probably get Marcus on here. Marcus will definitely pull up. Yeah, we can get Marcus on here. Juwan's too busy. <laughs> He'd be making videos of him just walking. And that's Who? it. Uh, the tall, the tall oh, one. He'd just be walking. He'd just be walking. To no, to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> just to, you know, just to show out, you know, show his little outfit or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, bro, where are you walking to? <laughs> be, walking he'll to walk to a wall. Creepier. Yeah, he walking to a wall just to get the the fit. <laughs> and I'm like, Wait, so like, how is he recording the wall? He's just recording. Nah, somebody else is recording. Oh, okay. One time, one there was one of him walking to a restaurant. He was walking mad fast. I was like, are you just trying to get this out the way? You could tell that it wasn't like a comfortable like. He was just, <laughs> and he long. Mad long, uh-huh. so his strides be. Is this on the scary tip? Was just walking. It's just him walking. It's just him being a poppy chulo on Instagram. <laughs> there it is. And then uh, Dalen, he's got his his baby just turned one years old. He would be fun on here too. So him, Day, well, all three of them would be really fun uh-huh. to have on here because they're all like goofy, silly, and yeah. I believe them. I believe them, but also sometimes believe that they be in their heads too much mm-hmm. so they'll hear something or feel something and it's not what they think it is but they're like they just oh, oh yeah oh. you know uh who i do believe um a lot is the bald guy from zach bagan zach bagan show mm-hmm. whatever his name is the bald dude i really believe him he really be scared yeah like and he's genuine like i feel it i'm like yo this guy is really <laughs> This, this guy's, guy's really terrified. Really like, Zach be dramatic. Zach is so corny. He be dramatic as hell. He's like, so Vegas. Give us, give us, 
Can you bring us down five notches? That's what it is. He's from Las Vegas, born and raised, so it, it makes me. sense. Yeah, he does Show too me. much. But the the other dude is great. I don't remember his name. The trifecta. Orphanage in insane asylum and religious headquarters. Oh, Yo, yeah. um mm -hmm. there's a there's a town. Damn, I can't remember the name right now. In Long Island, that the entire town uh it's not fully abandoned, but like the hospital in it is mm -hmm. so big, it takes up most of the town. Uh -huh. And everyone who used to like live in that town used to work in that hospital, and then it shut down, and now it's just empty. It's not an island, is it? No. no. Okay. Um. No, it's on Long Island. Uh -huh. Like it's like dead in the middle, somewhere. Um. And Jamie, she went and she took pictures there, uh -huh. and there was one of the pictures she didn't notice at the time. She just posted it. This was back in the day on like a um, blog spot or something like that. One of them old school before social media existed. You just wrote blogs. Mm -hmm. She posted all the pictures there. And one of the pictures is like two people walking towards her like in front of the the hospital. Yeah. And she <laughs> she didn't notice and she went back. She's like, oh, great. I caught two ghosts. And it's like clear as day. Like you see their silhouette, but it's yeah. like it almost looks like smoke. In the shape of like two people, one was short and one was tall. Does she still have this picture? Yeah, I can get it from her. You want yeah, me to get it? Man, from get that her? shit. I get it from get her that right now. Going in on that. Um, we got another story. Story from Guadalupe Hernandez, the Yellow House. Love how you titled it. Right. In the early 70s, my grandparents moved to Houston, Texas. They had four children at the time. My mom, her two sisters, and a baby brother. So they needed a decent-sized home. My grandfather found a two-story house with five bedrooms that suited them because they were still a growing family. The catch? The house was an old church over 100 years old. The people that owned the church actually bought half the block and built a new, more modern church made out of brick and a big parking lot. So my family moved in. My grandfather painted the house yellow, and there on it uh, was now... Oh, from, and from then on, it was known as the Yellow House. They had three more children, two more sons, and a daughter. Fast forward to 1988. And this is the year I was born. My parents were not, not living together yet, so I spent my first year in the yellow house. By the time my parents got their own place, I began to talk, and my parents noticed I would tend to talk to things that were not there. By three, I told them about my friend, Mr. Ghost. They were shocked because I did not know what a ghost was, and I would sometimes tell them things that I should not know. They later correlated it with my stays at the yellow house. They took me to church and tried several things, hoping my conversation with the supernatural would stop. My mother did say growing up in the yellow house, they would hear things and objects would move on their own. Fast forward to about the age of nine, I had a younger brother, um, seven at the time, and a bunch of cousins. I led a pretty normal life, but would see things, ghosts from time to time, but learn to ignore it. We began having sleepovers at the Yellow House often. My grandparents really enjoyed it, and we liked spending time with our cousins. But me, my brother, and all my cousins were terrified of the Yellow House. It was around 1996 now, and the, and the house still has the old labels on each door when it was a church. 
We were also old enough to know it was a church which creeped us out. Plus, my younger uncles and aunts are now teenagers and would always tell us stories of what they have seen or heard in the house. My grandmother found a love of collecting porcelain dolls. Oh, my God. Porcelain dolls. And nightly, we would hear giggles from them and hear the tapping as they would run across the floor. We would hide under the covers, usually as my uncle or aunt would say a prayer and let us know it would pass. Even in the daytime, a door would slam or we would hear a voice call our name. My grandmother eventually removed most of the doors to the bedroom because of, the, because of being startled at night when they would open and slam. In my preteens, I didn't go over as much, but would still see things like one night at home, my neighbor who worked at a school gave us a desk. Now, I was now, I now have four siblings, my youngest brother, around eight at the time, sleeping on the floor next to my cousin, nine, and I was about 15. The desk was at the right of them. I woke up in the middle of the night because I heard someone talking. I told them to go to bed and my cousin said, it's not us. I looked up and saw a girl sitting in the desk. She looked up at me and then vanished. My cousin said, my cousin said he saw her too, but was too scared to say anything. We all moved to the living room that night and threw out the desk the next morning. You got damn right she did that. We believed because of the yellow house, things would show themselves to us. This followed me into adulthood, and I can deal with it a lot better now. And I have cats that usually alert me to anything before I notice. I know now a lot more like cleansing and uh, I do more. I dive more into Native American roots for things like this. My dad always tells me I should talk to the spirits, but I choose not to. He also jokes about asking them for the winning lottery numbers. And since they showed up uninvited, my mom stayed at the yellow house a few years back uh, after my parents divorced. She said nothing changed. She still would hear voices and things would still move on their own. I haven't been to the yellow house in over 10 years. God damn. Man, that yellow house. That yellow house is, is housing. That yellow house is doing some things, man. Moving stuff around. The kids popping up at the desk. The porcelain dolls moving, man. Come on, man. And the fact, the fact that the por- the porcelain doll collection. Nah, man. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Nope. Can't do the porcelain doll collection. I love, I love when people are into things and I love that they collect things. And I, I love that about people. I love that. I love it when people are into some shit. We're like, man, you really like these porcelain dolls? I'm all in, but I can't live with the porcelain dolls. Me, me, myself, person. Yo, my aunt, she used to collect dolls. Oh shit! And her whole house was dolls, and it would just be mad creepy. Mm. And people would tell her all the time, like, "Yo, shit is creepy, son." She like, "Don't leave my dolls alone." <laughs> like, nah, right, man. Like my aunt too. Yeah. Really, Brenda's grandma. That my aunt, they she had uh, a lot of dolls, and it was like she had an upstairs area. Uh-huh. And then if it'd be at night, like my one of my first times going over there, and they made us sleep in there, and it was like they were looking at us the whole time. Hell but then nah. she had so many that when you pulled down the thing in the attic, it was like they were looking down. Like oh, you see, you oh that's the... how I would do it though, <laughs> on was, purpose. No, that's crazy. No, yeah, in aunt, the attic. In the attic, yeah. She had them in the attic, and she had them upstairs. You got Brennan. Like that's she had, crazy. like it was all over. Oh much. my god! I, I think she might have had them out more, like maybe before I was born. Yeah. But when I was there, even then, it would just be like, and they'd be big. Like she had like multiple sizes. Like oh she had the god. ones that'd be like, that just stand up, 
Uh-huh. And but their eyes are still like beady, and they're old dogs. Oh hell no! I need pictures. I I want to know. Want to see what these look like? My aunt passed away. I want to know what happened to those dogs. Like yeah, who I got them? I wonder. If, yeah, like I wonder if my uncle ever just kept them because mm. I haven't seen them. Uh, I haven't been to the house, so I'm if just he like, wanted to give them to you, would you take them? No, respectfully. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, Kiki, my bad, but nah, son. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Cause it was creepy. Yeah. I never I never liked dolls even as a kid. Like mm-hmm. people would try to give me dolls. I'm like, nah, I'd rather like a stuffed animal. Yeah. Like, I'm good with that. But a doll. Eyeballs? Human eyeballs? Nah. I remember uh we were staying with a comedian that I know. Um and we, we she booked us for a show in Modesto. So we stayed at her, you know, her family's house. Mm-hmm. And then one of the rooms was just mad dolls in there on the raggedy end type Ooh. tip. <laughs> and I don't think I stayed in that room, but another comedian did stay in that room. And I was just like, yeah. No, nah, that's enough. I'm not, I'm not staying in there. Let's see. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't sleep in there, man. I'll be up all night. Yeah. I'll be up all night. Y'all be man. staring at each other. Hell yeah. Every especially, time you turn they, your head, they turn their head. We was in there all <laughs> night, head turning, especially with my imagination. Uh-uh. Hell no. Oh, I would see so you know, mine. Like, oh. It ran up on me. Man. It did not move. It ran up so on me. You'll be like, this dog was staring at me. Well, it's it's gonna be staring at me for sure. But I'm I'm gonna be like it raised its hand at me. <laughs> it's like one of those things. Where like you you're looking at something and you look away and then look back and it's like did that shit get closer? Right. Yeah. Every one yep. of them kind of things. Wait a minute. Hold on. It's getting closer every time. I hate that. I'd be just sleep sometimes mm-hmm. and it look like I saw something. And then I'd be looking. and I'd be like, is that getting closer? Because just like the darkness just keeps getting. Oh, yes. Man. Oh. The darkness movement. Nah. Nah. Also nah. the the. Uh, when you notice that there's like no noise and you you can hear your ears trying to perceive like the loudness, so the silence is making a little bit of noise as yeah. well. Yeah, you hear everything. You just like man, that's crazy. How our, our body really be psyching us out. I um the name of the area in Long Island is uh, Kings Park. Kings Park. Um, the abandoned uh, hospital is Kings Park Psychiat- Psychiatric. Oh. Yes, I know Psychiatric mm-hmm. Center. Um, and look at the front of it. Oh shit. Hell no! It's it's so oh. it's so crazy looking. Oh, this is just yeah. textbook creepiness. I've been there a few times though. <laughs> there's that, and there's this um, there's this road I used to go to all the time. Uh, make that out. Can they? Oh, there we go. Oh, look at that, man. To the people who are only listening, um, there's Hell a picture no. of it on the YouTube. Hell no. On the YouTube. Um, um. Nope. Yeah, there's like a bunch of like creepy places on Long Island that is just. You went in there? No, I never went inside. Okay. But I know a bunch of people who have and like you know they go there. Would you hang go in out? There? Right now, yeah, I probably would now. But back then, I was like, you know, I'm good. I would go in there. I know you would. I don't know. I would go in. But it's been it's been abandoned so long that it's got to be messy in there. Yeah. Especially because other people going there, they be messing around with stuff. For sure. It's always yeah. the psych wards and stuff. It's always those is abandoned and people yeah. are like, yeah, we're going yeah. in there. And I'd be like, what? I, we just wasn't. You know what? see what's going on. I'm going in. I went inside the abandoned building like once and. Yes, Ty. I used to go on that. The ground, I couldn't do it. The ground? Yeah. 
Okay. It's uneven. Yeah. Because it was like it had not been kept up. So I just felt like I was going to fall through fall the floor. Fall through the floor. That, that's when the bullshit happened. You done broke your leg. Man. And now then you they got to, the yeah, now people got to come get you or something. Yeah. Like, man, what are you doing in here? Now trespassing. Oh, oh, we did that in college too. It was like a building that was on the campus that they had fenced off. Uh-huh. So then we had went like and got over the fence or whatever and then went over there in the building and it was pitch black and we using like our phones light and stuff oh. like that just walking around. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yo, I know y'all feel this floor is like a little soft. And it was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, we should leave. Like, <laughs> let, like let's lose our common sense here. And I was like, look at us. We're black. Let's leave. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, nah, we need to go. Hell yeah. yeah that's crazy. We went to abandoned factories in Clovis, New Mexico. Just be pulling up. Clovis is creepy, man. It is. I remember being there and I was like, I ain't going to say nothing because out of respect because you... You from the well, you live there. But I was like, this shit is creepy. It's creepy, man. man. There's definitely some just creepy cities. You go there and it'd be like, this Yeah. Creepy. Feels strange, feels dead. Yeah. Just feels like whatever happened here took a big toll on it and everything stopped. Yes. Right. Yeah, there's a bunch of that. A oh, lot Ty- of like ghost town kind of things. Uh yeah. Ty actually <laughs> called me out. He was like, Sabrina, you about to talk about that road where you park your car and the ghosts supposedly move it? Yes, I was going to talk about that. Oh. It's like this place. It's I right next like to a cemetery. In cities, it's in multiple going. cities. Yeah. Um, But the road itself is, if you keep going past the bridge, past the cemetery, past the bridge, it's long, like super long mm-hmm. and just pitch black. And then you're driving past all these different like. I think they're like ranches or something like that. And I remember one time I seen a, I seen a woman walking on the side of the road at two in the morning, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Bro, if you not a ghost, you're brave as fuck." Right? <laughs> I was like, "She brave you. as hell." Mm. Um, but yeah, that road was creepy. Long Island has a lot of like interesting stuff. A lot of like abandoned areas. A lot of abandoned stuff, um, and a lot of things that are stuck in the nineties. Like early '90s, like you'll go there and like everybody looks like they're still in 1993. Oh, that's dope. And you're just like, what the fuck? I want to see that. And like even the places, like you go into like a Taco Bell, it still looks like them retro joints. Yes. Yeah, like everything over there. Long Island's interesting. I like time capsule shit. There's a bunch of those over there, yeah. and then but unfortunately, the mentality comes with oh, it too. Yeah. <laughs> '90s mentality. Yeah, it's very unfortunate for over there. Listen, man, I want to thank y'all for the paranormal stories. Keep sending them. Make sure they're real, though. Don't don't send us no fake shit. Um, we definitely going to have more paranormal uh, episodes, especially with October coming up. It's, th- it's that time. It's that time of year. So uh, please, if you got more stories, send them. We're going to read them. We're going to talk about them. We're going to, you know, chop it up. Uh, appreciate y'all, patron saints, for sending those good-ass stories, man. I'm going to be thinking about them later on mm-hmm. when I'm home alone, especially. Oh, the yellow house. Um, we appreciate y'all. Uh, stay tuned for an episode of Gross Point Bake. If, you, if you're just listening to the podcast, new episodes of Gross Point Baker on the way. Um, those episodes drop every Tuesday. New episodes of uh, Daddy Issues drop every Thursday. So get in on this, man. Spread the word, man. We appreciate y'all for pulling up the verbal cardio. And uh, we out.